You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's chat is with Dodie Clark. She's a British singer-songwriter and author who's made her name on YouTube by releasing playful covers of songs while also being piercingly honest about her life to her fans. That honesty is a big reason why her original music stands out, and it's also a prominent attribute throughout her latest body of work titled Human. Over the course of Human, we hear Dodie sharing experiences that many of us can relate to while also experimenting with her sound in a truly interesting way. A few weeks back, I got to catch Dodie perform at Terminal 5 here in New York. Uh, The crowd was unbelievable. There was so much love in the room. Uh, This talk was meant to happen that day before the show, Uh, but due to our lovely transit system here in New York, I wasn't able to make it to the venue in time. Luckily for me, Dodie was able to chat with me online after the show, and that's what you're about to hear now. Naturally, we chat about Human, as well as her life on YouTube and the reason why she's been vocal about dealing with depression. And also, we talk about you, the fans, the people listening right now. This is the 405 Exchange with Dodie. Enjoy. so I built up my own. But I'm not bitter, I'm just tired No use getting angry at the way that you're wired A dark politician will end up alone Dodie, it's brilliant finally getting the chance to chat with you. I've been um, dying to talk to you for a while, um, especially now that you're touring the States. Um, it's a beautiful thing seeing how big the shows are. I was at the Terminal 5 show just a couple weeks ago. And oh the, yeah. Yeah, and the demand has just been growing as well here as it has been back in the UK. Um, I love to hear how you feel about touring here because like, I was also at Brooklyn Steel last year and seeing this growth, it's been a really amazing thing. Yeah, it really is wild. Like I say, in, in the shows where I never ever expected um, like people to be there, um, just how weird it is to have written these songs. Like some of them a really long time ago, just in the bedroom, like, not not thinking that I'd still be performing them in like such a random place in the US with like up to a thousand two thousand people listening and and singing along to every word it's just so cool it's really cool and and touring is tricky it's a it's a weird thing that brings um up you know some some mental health problems or or just life problems it's there's big highs big lows but I think performing at the end it's just you can't beat that it's so cool no, that's completely true. And I'm gonna going to be asking you a bit more about that. But um, before we delve into that, I kind of want to ask you first about um, the amazing band that you have touring with you, because you really do have a very talented group of individuals. And um, I think yeah. you should share with the world about these people. Yes, they're awesome. Every single one is perfect. And like, I'm so lucky because not only are they all so talented, but we all get along so well. We truly are like a family, like band and crew. Um, yeah, my, my violinist... Um, is called Will. He's awesome. He's um, he was friends with my manager, and that's how I found him. And he kind of he knows a lot of string players, so he found Sophie, who is like <laughs> we call her like <coughs> sorry the grandma of tour, but she truly is <coughs> so great, so talented. She's played so beautifully. And um, Pete, there's my bassist, and he's also my musical director and just like head of band. So he just sorts everything out and and brings the energy to the show. Ross is the happiest drummer you'll ever see. I love like turning around and just watching him drum 
with a big smile on his face and obviously Ola Gartland is like a pop star in her own right she's just so cool and I can't believe I get to play with her every night I love them so much Oh, that's amazing. I know Orla a little bit as well. She did the show uh, last year, like right before the Book and Steel show. And yeah, she's an amazing person. Yeah, she is awesome in so many ways. She's an awesome songwriter, an awesome performer and a, and a great member of a band as well. Like she's just she's just the perfect person, really. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, this is going to be mentioned in the intro to this talk, but um, you're a prominent vlogger on YouTube as well as, you know, obviously a world renowned musician. And what's amazed me with your career is how so much of it is centered around community in regards to both your fans and other content creators you'll collaborate with. Uh, I'm a fan of your <laughs> videos. I knew of your videos before delving into like, you know, your recorded albums and stuff like that. And uh, what I've always loved is how you're so open about, you know, the creative process and, you know, you're very keen on showing how important that is. Um, what has it been for you? What has it been like for you to see people take to your videos, especially now? Um, it's, it's weird, actually. I feel a bit strange about um, YouTube now, I think just because the platform has changed so much, but, but I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for the chance to create and grow up creating and also have that history online of like, you know, that proof and that growth, you can see it for yourself. And I think it's important to show that and share that because people ask me in interviews, like, how did you get here? How did you, um, you know, become uh, a songwriter and, uh, and like how are you playing shows in the US where loads of people are coming in you can watch it all you can see it it's all online I've, I've just been writing this whole time and sharing about it online so yeah I'm, I'm so grateful for this platform yeah and you, you know it's interesting um, about last week we had a talk with uh, a guy who does video essays his name is Patrick Willems and he brought up the interesting thing that for as great as the platform is he also brought up the fact of how it's changed over time as a creator, you can kind of feel like it's a bit limiting. And I wonder if you've ever found that in regards to where you are now with it. Because you're also recording and like doing like a lot of things outside of YouTube as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think YouTube is now very loud. <laughs> and I think, um, I th think it can be easy to fall into tropes online. Like I think a lot of people are doing the same thing and and people might think that you have to do that thing in order to gain attention or success. But but the platform originally was called YouTube and the slogan was broadcast yourself because you were going to bring to the table. And I think that still is the, the way to grow and the way to create and become a better person. As in, like, be a better creative person is to, is to bring forward what you want. And there is still that element online. Like, there's a lot of small communities that, you, that can be found that are so great. Um, yeah, it, it still has it somewhere. You just have to look a little, a little harder to find it. No, that's very true. I think what I really made me gravitate towards um, your work uh, with your personality and your music is that when I like found your videos, I initially went backwards and then started like kind of watching as you've progressed. And like, I think what's really struck with me is how with a platform like YouTube, you're able to like grow in real time. And it seemed like you really um, relished in that, like having that opportunity, like knowing there'll be times you can make mistakes or something might not be perfectly polished, but like as long as it's real, people will respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been very interesting. It's just such a new way of growing and everyone is fascinated by it and so am I. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
Well, yeah. I want to start talking to you about Human, which is uh, your first proper body of work that you've put out. And um, it was a long time coming, honestly. <laughs> it's good yeah, to yeah. have it. I mean, everyone's calling it an album. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it an album, but also maybe I would because I don't really care. But yeah, I, I would say that this is like, it was definitely a step forward. I think the first two EPs were trial periods and, and this one was a little more substantial. Yeah, well, explore that with me a bit. Why would you not call it an album? Um, because I still didn't really feel ready to to promote this as my sound. Um, I think the first two EPs I, I worked with a guy called Joseph Wonder, and that was really interesting. But I wanted to kind of um, kind of uh, reach out a bit. And Human was made with a bunch of different producers, just kind of like um, testing the waters with different people. Um, and I still wasn't quite sure of what I wanted or how to communicate what I wanted. Um, whereas now I, I think I'm ready to kind of step forward and, and create a larger body of work. Or maybe I'm just being silly. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't sound silly to me. Like, I, I definitely don't want to speak on your behalf. But what it sounds like to what it sounds to me like what you're describing is that element of um, the creative pursuit where it's very much like you're chasing uh, what you what you think might make you feel quite holistic if I'm like interpreting yeah. it correctly yeah I think also that is like a it's a very creative thing to be like it's not quite right yet it's not quite perfect when I think you know it never really will be because whatever you're reaching for will, will grow in front of you by the time you've reached it um, so maybe that's what I mean but I'm, I'm still very proud of that I love it yeah, well, I want to talk a bit about it. Like, uh, in regards to human, like, you know, this body of work of yours, uh, what was it like for you to work on it, uh, creatively speaking? Um, it was interesting to kind of collect um, old songs and new songs. Um, I think it really is a, a kind of scrapbook of songs because there's a song on there which I wrote in a number of places and times. There are, you know, like verses and bridges and choruses that I stuck together and kind of made this like Frankenstein's monster of a song and then there's a song that I wrote in literally 15 minutes it just poured out of me and then there's a really really old song that um, I brought you life there's an old song that changed the meaning that changed the sound and I think it's yeah it's really interesting it's a real kind of cocktail of, of music yeah that's amazing um you know, one of the tracks I was very keen on um, talking to you about is uh, Guiltless. And, you know, what I love so much about this track is I feel like it utilizes space so well. And it doesn't feel like uh, one note at all. Like, there's a lot of dynamic <laughs> aspects you. going on in this track. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is only two chords. And I, I think I worried about that because I, I think I'm, I'm such a um, I really love, like, drones. I really love repetitive things because then you can really get stuck into the music and, like, play around with the melodies more, you know? So I think I wanted to make everything else more complex and make it into a round and kind of, like, build up two chords, but I did definitely worry that it would get boring and repetitive. <laughs> oh, well, it was far from boring, honestly. Because, uh, you know, what's interesting... Thank you. Yeah, of course, absolutely. What, what's really interesting to me about this song is the fact that um, it has that element of the space, but there is still this element of whimsy to it, like this sense of curiosity. Um, uh -huh. uh, wow. How did this one come together? Um, so, I guess, yeah, I, I sat in those two chords for a while, um, and I knew that I wanted to write around, like, as in, write, um, like, melodies that you could sing over each other. Um, so I wrote the outro first, um, all of those parts, like, interweaving, and then I kind of plucked each part out and wrote it around a verse chorus and then a chorus 
it just kind of made sense. Um, and yeah, I made a demo in my room and then brought it forward. And I, I think at first it went through a few versions. Like at first, the chorus that I wrote, like my demo, kind of dropped into this, similar to what it is now, like this anti-drop where it, it simmers down. Um, but when we put it for the first time, it dropped into the more similar to the second chorus where it like really kind of and then went deep and big and large but I kept listening to it back and I was like it's not quite right and I realized I listened to the original demo and realized I missed that kind of that whisper because I think there's such a build-up I think everything in that song is like a build-up and then a, a kind of an, a drop that isn't big it's more creepy and unsettling so we kept that like light chorus and then added those dark elements like you can hear it there's like my soft voice going and they're like, blah, in, in the bass. And I really, I really enjoy it. Oh, man, it's a fucking standout. You should be proud of yourself. That's a great one, honestly. Thank you. That's so kind. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to just end up complimenting you more because the next song I want to <laughs> ask you about, um, it's an older song and it isn't part of Human, but it's actually my favorite song of yours, and that is um, 6 out of 10. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. one really oh, no. leaves me affected. Like, the first time I heard it, it both broke my heart and made me feel like a sense of like I don't even know how to describe it like I just found myself feeling so happy that someone was able to make a song like that like it's a great song thank you so much it is a weird song to sing like sometimes I haven't really I mean I've definitely got better in that way of feeling but obviously like any other feeling it just rears its head sometimes and especially when I play it when I've been feeling particularly I don't even know what it is like what is the word is it socially anxious it just it just I feel very, I guess, yeah, I wanted to say, like, plain girl because I just felt so boring and so, like, un- I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it. I can only pinpoint it in, in the words. But, yeah, sometimes when I play it, I, I really feel every word and I know that a lot of people struggle with that feeling of just feeling annoying or, like, I'm in the way and everyone can tell that I feel that way. And so you try and make it better and then you just turn into a loop and then you just give up want to go home and just be like then you can't hurt anyone else yeah well i mean what you're describing is actually uh the big reason i bought brought this song up apart from me you know loving it and that is because you know hearing the type of vulnerability that's within a song like this and i I know that's such a like um a buzzword but it is very true i mean hearing that within a song like this i can't help but wonder if like if writing this one felt different than other songs you've written particularly like because it's such a standout track this one you. I, honestly, I can't remember because I wrote it quite a while ago. Um, I know I wrote it after. I think, I think the songs always come out of like a particular moment that feels very poignant to me. And and um, I don't know. I guess I, I I say that songwriting is like therapy because it truly is. It is that way of like bringing up something and exploring it, and then and then letting it go. And then you know it'll come back. Um, but you have the tools and the words to describe it and, and look at it and hold it and analyze it um, yeah I wrote it after I can't remember what it was but I just I sat in a, in a restaurant with all my friends and they were all talking and laughing around me and I just felt so so inadequate and so, yeah it helped to write no it definitely does well once again thank you for making that one um, of course well, thank you yeah I appreciate it you know something that's been really amazing to me is um and i've noticed particularly over the last year or so um i have like a lot of good friends in the uk and ireland and it's very much like a second home to me and um i've noticed that i have friends who know of your music 
and don't have the context of you being on YouTube. They've just heard your music from somewhere and they only know you purely as that. And I, it was important for me to bring that up to you because I'm curious like, to know how it makes you feel to know that's going on right now. I love that. <laughs> I think because it's so different. Like, I think I have a real worry, especially currently. In fact, talking about YouTube kind of makes me feel a bit uneasy because I'm not really sure what I'm doing with it. I think I've grown up and I've realized I don't... Not, not that me sharing was a young thing to do. I think I needed it and it was wonderful in the moment. But I think life is getting very big and complex and I don't really want to share online anymore particularly with the way the internet is going it's just it's just there are too many people to listen and have an opinion on me um so I don't know I think I want to kind of maybe walk away from it I'm not too sure definitely away from sharing too much I, I would love to keep the vulnerability in my music and in my song because that's where I feel most comfortable um but talking about my life I, I don't really enjoy it anymore um so I don't know it feels kind of good for people to only listen to my to my feelings through my music because that's where I can articulate it best even though I don't know music, you know I'm using less words it feels good to me to like put that out there and uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry people no, take what they right. they need from mm-hmm. no that's um I love hearing that honestly because and it makes perfect sense to me like again I definitely don't want to speak for you but and I think what what I get from hearing you say that is just something that's very um intrinsic to the human experience where all of us we're not meant to just do the same thing uh repetitively and it's like we're all meant to evolve and and grow and even as a musician as yourself like you're not going to make the same songs the same albums going forward and even though that's a medium you're operating within as a musician you're evolving there so to say like you know you want to delve into deeper waters and do things differently i think that's just natural to being a human being really Oh, thanks, Ken. That makes me feel better. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that actually really helped. I know this is an interview, but I'm like, yeah, everyone needs change. You're right. It's time for a change, and that's okay. Yeah, you kick ass. You can change and do whatever you want. Absolutely. Thank you. I only have a couple more questions for you. Then I'm going to let you go because you're in the middle of a tour. And, you know, thanks again for making this happen. We were supposed to talk uh, right before your Terminal 5 show. And naturally, like, New York City being what it is, I got stuck in a subway tunnel for 40 minutes. Oh, that was you! Yeah, that oh, was no. me. Yeah. It was yeah. the bloody worst. So I'm glad we were able to make this happen because, honestly, <laughs> like, it, like just hearing what your work is like, I just knew, like, I had to talk to you. So, honestly, thank you for making it happen. Of course. Thank you, Ken. Yeah. Um, you also released a book about two years back called um, Secrets for the Mad. Um, the reason I bring this up is because I'm really curious to know what do you feel like you learned about yourself from just the experience of making a book? Um... Truly so much. Um, I think, I don't know, like I explained to you just now, I feel strange about being vulnerable online. And sometimes I freak out about the fact that I'm like, you know, there's no going back now. I've already shared like brains, like years up until like 20, the age of 22 or whatever. Um, but I think I really value it because I don't, I don't disagree with anything I've said in that book. And I think it was so helpful for me. I think because I focused around mental health so much because um, that was kind of the it did feel like I was closing a chapter on everything I'd learned um, with my brain and obviously there is more to learn but those were the initial tools of like depression and realization and anxiety that I needed to explore and I'm really glad I did it book form and that people can read it wow but what a beautiful thing there like you just said something really beautiful you made something 
two years ago and you're able to still feel proud about it i mean obviously like when it's something like music like you hope for that but the fact that it's like a book that's with ideas and your own thoughts like that's a really beautiful thing thanks yeah i mean don't get me wrong like sometimes you know how you can like look at yourself or look at your work and and feel one of two ways either you'll be like god i'm a sham and no one knows just how bad i am but also also you can look at it in the best light and and still feel proud i like to practice that more often because it feels good (laughs) no i would say that's very important um where i want to leave this talk is that uh when i knew i was going to talk to you i knew there was a big thing i wanted to like delve into and um i want to just make sure i ask this respectfully but a big element of your songwriting and you've mentioned it in regards to youtube as well is like being open about mental health and being direct about it I mean, we could have a whole talk about that alone, but I, what I really want to hear from you, and please explore this with me, is why is it so important for you to t- be open about mental health, or why has it been? Like, why do you think that's something that's so important? Because I honestly think it's a good thing for people to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I think because because there is so much shape in all of it, like in all of your feelings and and I think it's so complex and I don't think people really understand what that means when they hear the word complex I think the internet and the world is is guilty of thinking in black or white and so am I sometimes but when I say complex I mean I don't know there are just whole lives behind people's decisions and people's feelings and and I think that that also shares empathy it, it helps you understand yourself better and and forgive yourself and I don't know, I just think it can be so heavy to carry around um, and, and it feels really good to make something out of it and I just think there is no wrong being done in, in creating and sharing. Um, yeah. Oh, well that's definitely well put and honestly like, because um, I was partially raised in the UK and it's like, uh, I'm in New York and you know the interesting thing is there's so many differences between the two places but there's also similarities and like the shame um, around mental health, particularly like when we grew up as kids, it's weird how palpable that was, honestly. Mm. That's so strange. Yeah, I've noticed, especially in like places like LA, everyone just says that they're feeling great. Maybe they are, but I don't know. I think in, in England, everyone's um, everyone feels rubbish, so it's <laughs> willing to kind of um, share about that, yeah. Yeah, well, we made it to the end here, and I'm about to turn this off, but before I do... Um, is there anything you want to say to your fans? And I bring this up because your fan base is amazing in a way that they will, like, devour anything that, you know, goes up <laughs> about you. And I'm more than sure there's uh-huh. people listening, you know, who love you. And, like, is there anything you'd like to say to them in a pretty meta way? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I'm always really bad at this. The main thing, obviously, <laughs> I always want to say is thank you because I I don't I don't know how to really express that. Um, and, like, it still blows my mind that, that this is happening that anyone listens that anyone cares so I don't know thanks for reading and <laughs> understanding <laughs> yeah yeah Dodie thanks so much honestly and I can't wait for thanks. you to play New York again ah oh, cheers I'll see you next time hopefully cheers. I'll definitely see you next time no one should have hoped so I built up my own